Welcome to Marriage and Money, a conversational podcast about personal financial topics aimed at improving conversations about money in your marriage so you can reach your dreams together. This is a weekly discussion brought to you by a seemingly financially incompatible couple bonded by the legal contract of marriage. My name is David, your favorite saver, and I'm joined today by the spender with loads of remodeling ideas, Heather. Let's call them improvements because I'm all about making our life better. Aww. I like that much better. Aw, so you're all about remodeling our life yeah, and our improving life. our Not life. Not just your life, our life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, we have another wonderful show to plan for today. Today, we're going to be talking about home improvements and all that's involved with that. You sound kind of sad when you said that. Well, it's a difficult topic, I feel like. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of those things because home improvements aren't cheap. Oh. Did you so know that? Really? That's why you're not excited because it's an expensive topic. This is definitely an expensive topic. We Your are, favorite line item in the budget. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and, and we'll get into that, yes, uh, but it should be in your budget. Um, we are talking about this because most people in the U.S. own a home. Um, somewhere around 65% of people own a home, and that's quite a bit, and, and it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Most likely a lot of your your net worth is tied up in your home. Yeah, the most usually for most people the most expensive thing you're going to buy is your house, right? And so it is the biggest most expensive asset that you're going to have. And if you have something that's worth that much money, that's the largest portion of your net worth, you probably have a little bit of a vested interest in maintaining it and making sure it's not crumbling in front of your eyes. Yeah, but I would argue that I think people, even David and Heather Prale, would differ on what maintain means. Oh, really? <laughs> well, there's only one real answer if, to this. You made it sound like if crumbling, so if it's not crumbling before your eyes, then it's considered maintained, is what I deferred from your comment. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, as they say. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> Um, so yeah, these, and, and these are large expenditures. It's really expensive if you are improving your house or if you're maintain, if you need to replace windows or you need to put in a new furnace or you need to do what it feels like it's take, it's kind of like taking your car into the shop. You can never walk away with a cheap bill. Right. Right. So it's a big deal. Unless you're Tim the Toolman Taylor and you know how to do this, or you're Chip and Joanna Gaines and you're naturally inclined and can find something in the, you know, from the garbage and turn it into something beautiful. That's a but good point. That's I, usually a rarity. That's usually the exception to the rule. I, I don't normally dig through the trash to find my home improvement <laughs> supplies. That, that's, that's good. Let's, just let's keep it that way. Let's keep it that but way. But we could change that. I mean, we can get there. Um, but. You you brought up an interesting point around maintenance, and I think it's 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 important um, to for for spouses to get on the same page as much as possible at defining the difference between maintenance and upkeep, as opposed to updating or remodels or improvements, and because those are two very different things. And you kind of alluded to we're not necessarily on the same page with those definitions. Right. And, you know, keeping the house, maintaining the house or keeping it like it was when it was new um, 
to me, this is not the fun spending for those of you spenders out there. Um, but it is necessary. Like we talked about, like if you, you, you have to have good windows, you know, you have to have your siding, you have to have a furnace that works appliances. Like to me, that's not really fun spending, but it is necessary, right. To keep your house maintained. And like you said, working and not crumbling. And it, it it's stuff that you got to do. And I guess maybe, maybe I'm weird, but I don't like having broken things. I hate broken things. That is true. And so if something is broken, I need it. I need to fix it immediately, which I guess I don't have, I don't like spending the money, but I can understand if something's broken, we need to fix it. We need to put in the money to fix it. We need, it needs to be fixed. And when I was in college, my roommate and I had an agreement that if you something broke, if you broke something, you had to replace and upgrade. <laughs> Maybe we should have that agreement. In our replace marriage. and upgrade. Yeah. It wasn't okay just to replace it. You needed to upgrade it. So maybe that's what we need to agree on. As long as we don't agree, you have to come to an agreement on what level of upgrading. So <laughs> sure, I'll, I'll spend an extra dollar more than that thing was worth in order to give it a slight <laughs> upgrade. That's fine. <laughs> no, I, 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 I think you're right, though, that uh, that you need to you need to have a plan in place for what happens with those, with, with maintenance and it needs to be, and that plan hopefully involves some timing when you're, when you're allowed to time for things. So now like if you're, if your furnace breaks in, in January, you probably can't figure out the timing on that. The timing is today, but other home maintenance items such as windows or carpeting or, I don't know, siding or, or even, a, even a roof oftentimes, you can time when that needs to happen and make sure that you have a, a clear savings plan in place in order to fund it too. Right. And we already did an episode on this about saving for big purchases. So I would recommend if that's what you um, or have questions about to go back and listen to that episode. So th- that's that's a little bit on on maintenance and upkeep. But on the, on the other side of that, there's... The updates, the remodels, the the improvements, and this is something I'm admittedly not quite as passionate about. And I would say I am passionate. So when I said the maintenance was not the fun spending, I would argue now this is the fun part. This is where it's fun to spend the money, and uh, especially if you enjoy watching HGTV, you're gonna get really excited about this kind of stuff. <laughs> because. Because why? Because that's all about improving houses. Yeah. Who doesn't want to improve? Don't you want to improve your own self? Well, yeah. You know, I wanna... It's fun to get a new shirt or a new dress or, you know, get a new manicure. It's kind of fun to make a little improvement. When was so. last time I got a new shirt? I don't know. It's been too long. <laughs> Just working from home. It's been kind of an excuse for me to not buy you new clothes. Okay. So I thought it would be fun before we jump into the episode to play a little game, David, where I'm going to give you a couple scenarios and I want you to identify oh, whether gosh. this is a maintenance or an improvement. I have a feeling a lot of these are going to be improvements, but let, let's go ahead. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Let's go ahead with this. Okay. So scenario number one, carpet has been in the house for 10 years since it was built. It was a spec house and not very good quality. It also has had some stain and wear on it. Your spouse wants to replace it. <laughs> well, it depends. Is that correct? I know I didn't give you all the facts there. You got to make some assumptions. Yeah. Just make some assumptions. Generally speaking, 
it sounds like you're improving the status of the carpet. The car is the car- the carpet doesn't sound torn or broken or it it's it's probably there's probably still some cushion left in it. I'm gonna go err on the side of improvement on this one. Okay. Um, I would maybe disagree, but anyway, this is the point <laughs> that we're gonna get to. All right, there's a really good answer. These are made up by me. Oh, okay. great. That that's good that I'm uh, second, there's the right answer on this. Second scenario. <laughs> The master bath is very dark, and it's hard for your spouse to pluck their eyebrows. She wants to put in a skylight window to brighten things up. A skylight window. Ooh, I see. I thought you were going with better lighting in there. That's definitely an improve home improvement if you're putting in a skylight. I so I could get in this scenario. I could get on board with. There's a practical reason for this that we need it. We need better lighting. Okay, let's figure out better lighting. But a skylight is more than just better lighting. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so two improvements, which is good because that's what this episode's about. Uh, The final scenario. (laughs) The kitchen is original to the house, which was built in the 1970s with a poop brown stovetop that works perfectly fine. The spouse wants to replace it with a more current style top. It's working. You want to improve. <laughs> so it's an improvement. Now, I'm not again. That one was a real life scenario. I'm not saying it shouldn't be done. I'm just saying let's be honest. It's it's a home improvement. It's not a maintenance item. Well, excellent. Three home improvement scenarios. I think it's time to move into the discussion <laughs> on home improvements, and we'll see if everyone else agreed. Oh, with those being I'm gonna get some hate mail on this, aren't I? Yeah, in case, we have a uh, an email address, marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com if you want to send your hate mail. <laughs> Please address those to David. Okay. The saver. Um, yeah, so we're going to primarily be focusing on home improvements today. And what I hear oftentimes, specifically in examples like what Heather just gave, are we need to replace the poop brown... Uh, stovetop because it's all 1970s and we need to modernize it, make it stylish because a prospective buyer won't won't buy it anyway. And so we're doing this for as an investment. And honestly, I struggle a little bit with that logic. And I struggle mainly because from at least from the little research I've done is that something like I don't know. You, you on a most most home improvements get you back ninety some percent of the money you put into it. So it's not really an investment in my mind. Um, that doesn't mean it's not worth doing for you to enjoy, but it's not an investment. Yeah, and that's what I would say. I think just because it's I hate when people say it's an investment or when people say I'm buying this home as an investment, you're buying a place to live. And so same thing with home improvements, like just because you're not going to maybe get a return, does that mean you shouldn't do it? No, I would argue. No, I just think you need to make sure that you spend the right amount, right? It's kind of the Goldilocks and the three bears scenario, right? Like if you are in an old house and you're not going to be there very long you don't want to spend gobs of money on an improvement that you're not going to enjoy or be able to see the return. 
you got to you just got to be really smart, right? About what's the right amount to spend to update. Now, if you've got unlimited funds, then there there's really no need to discuss this, but um, who has unlimited funds? That's the point, right? That's really not a re- real realistic. Yeah. So, you know, I do think I again, just because it doesn't necessarily get a return and you, you might disagree, I, I just think that doesn't necessarily mean that you shouldn't do it. You just need to be real that, hey, this is an expense. It is an expense, not an asset necessarily. Right. And so I, in that case, the challenge becomes, are we, is this where we want to put our money versus something else that we're going to enjoy? So in this case, there's like with a, with a remodel, like we're talking about, not necessarily remodel, but even just upgrades within the house, it's how much will you enjoy that versus something else. There's an opportunity cost when you put that money towards that replacing that poop brown stovetop. Um, so I would say that, that I would agree that the general exceptions, and, and maybe the poop brown stovetop, I guess, falls into this, that the exceptions to this would be kitchens and, and and light kitchen and light bathroom remodels. So I'm not talking about taking it down to the studs. I'm talking about freshening a few things up. Generally, you're going to get your money back. Is, yeah. It seems to be what, what the research that I've seen shows. Yeah, and we did that when we were selling our first house. Like right. We did replace the poop brown stovetop, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is beautiful. Why didn't we do this before? And we put new hardware on the cabinets. We didn't replace the cabinets no. and do spend gobs of money, but we spent a couple hundred bucks, and it made a really big improvement. So I think, again, you just need to think about what's the point of it, what's your purpose, and you can you can do some little things that aren't as expensive but really make it look a lot better. But yeah, I mean, if you spend all your time in a certain room, then it probably makes sense to update whatever it is that needs updating to make that room even more livable or more enjoyable if you're spending all your time in it. Right. I I agree with that. But besides kitchen and bath, I would also argue that curb appeal is another good investment for your home because especially if you're going to sell it, like people, if you're trying to sell your home and put it on the market, if people drive up to your house and it looks like it's crumbling, like you said at the beginning, they're probably not even going to go through the door. So again, this doesn't mean you spend, need to spend gobs and gobs on nice landscaping, but to make the outside look nice, I think is also a, there's more money to be returned on that investment. Yeah, I, I could, I could see that. Yeah, it's, it's good. You, everybody wants to have a, a good curb appeal there. Um, I, I think what we oftentimes look past, though, is that most of the time we're not selling our home, and so, but that, so do do the things in the places where that you use the home, enjoy that, and then, and then when it's time to sell, work on your curb appeal, work on work on your your those couple things in the kitchen and bath that that might help spruce it up a little. And I agree with you, but. The reason I bring it back to sell is you don't know what your home is worth, right? Unless you're looking at what the outside market, what someone's willing to pay for it. So when you talk about getting your money back on the investment, you need to understand how that's going to increase the value of your home, which is why I'm referring to like selling it because that's the market to tell you whether you're getting, you're going to recoup the money or not, right? Right, right. The other area that they say, and by the, this is not just us, we've done some you know research, is more space. So um, if you can add on a room or make more space out of what currently is there, that is also a better return on than other projects that you're going to do for your home. Yeah. And I found, th- so I, I was 
thinking of um, just like I, I, one of the projects that I, I did on my first home before we were married was I added uh, an, an apron, a concrete apron to the side of my driveway. So I'm pretty pre- sure we did that when we were married. I'm pretty sure I did that so that Joe, my roommate, and I wouldn't be side by side. Oh my goodness, you are totally remembering this wrong. We did this together. But anyway, really, keep going. Okay. In any event, okay, maybe maybe we did this together. I, I'm <laughs> forgetting. But anyway, that that's an instance where we created some more usable space. Right. And yeah, and I thought it was incredibly valuable because now all of a sudden. Rather than having to shuffle cars in and out, we can park two cars and either one can get out. And it was, yeah, life-changing. So also another good return is there are some cheaper do-it-yourself projects that you can do that are actually a pretty good investment and on the cheap. We kind of mentioned that a little bit. But like for us, I know I love lighting projects. We've done a lot of lighting projects because David likes lights. And so I can usually convince him to spend money on it. But that's not like a lot of money to buy some new fixtures. And we we did that in our bathrooms. We replaced our like lighting fixtures and mirrors were the original ones from when it was built. And just by replacing that, I think it made a huge difference. And it wasn't a lot of money. And we figured out how to do it ourselves. Uh, and we're not Chip and Joanna. I know we kind of look like them, but we're not. Um, so, you know, hopefully you can do some of those projects together. But I would um, say only if your marriage can handle it, should you attempt to do any of those uh, projects together. Who are these Chip and Joanna people? I don't think I know who Chip oh and Joanna gosh, are. Oh, my gosh. Are you even serious right now? Okay, we're going to need to pause the recording so I can introduce you to them. <laughs> They're big okay. HGTV stars. Oh my goodness. Okay, I I don't. Okay, I want to hear from our listeners. Apparently, our watch listeners enough HGTV. Don't know um, who they are. They have their own network now. They have a network. Yes, that's how big they are. Wow. I. It's called YouTube. Everybody can have their own network. <laughs> I guess I guess you you have you have two networks. <laughs> Everybody gets a network today. Uh, yeah. So th- yeah, there are smaller things you can do. Um, yeah. I mean, everybody, everybody can, Hey, you can put a little paint on, clean things up. That a little is bit, true. Right? Paint is a really good project. Um, but the, the right time to update is sometimes hard to identify. Uh, I mean, we, we've talked already about getting ready to sell a house and we've talked about spending time if you want to spend time in a house. But ultimately I think everybody probably has a list a mile long. And I think the the ultimate right time to update is when you have the money to update. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. I mean, I agree. Like, I feel like a lot of people and ourselves included that do a lot of updating when they're getting ready to sell their house. And this makes me really sad because it's like, you don't even get to enjoy it. You're spending this money and doing these neat, nice things, even if it's cheap. And it's like, why didn't we do this? And I look back on our lives and I'm like, why didn't we do this? And we could enjoy it. So um, again, I'm not saying don't do that, but that's probably the time to do the cheaper projects to get the bigger bang for your buck kind of projects. But I agree. Like if you're going to live there for a long time, that's the best reason. So you should do it so you can enjoy it. And I think that we recently did that with our, our house that we bought a couple of years ago. You know, we did a big project last summer where we put on, you know, new decking and new stairs and we put like the high quality stuff that's going to last forever and really, you know, did it right because, we're hoping to be there a long time and we wanted to enjoy it. We're going to be out there and using that space. And so 
but you're right. I mean, we have to have the money. We had it. We had saved up for it. We had a plan. Like we can't do every project, uh, or we'd probably go broke. But yeah, I, I see banks advertising home improvement loans, and it makes me cringe a bit. I get that that some people don't have they they come into an emergency and they don't have the cash right away. Uh, however. If you're managing your money, hopefully you've been stashing some money away. You should be stashing money away for those surprises that come up and for that next home improvement project. Why do you want to pay the bank for the next five to ten years for a home improvement today? Why wouldn't you start saving for that next home improvement project now so that you have the cash when it's time? Um, Get in front of it. Well, we're talking about home improvements. We're not talking about emergencies. So, yeah, this isn't like, oh, this home improvement just came up out of nowhere. Like, we're not talking about the furnace goes out and you've got to replace it. We're talking about, oh, I want to replace the decking like we did. I mean, that wasn't an emergency. We knew it was coming. We made deliberately made that decision. Saved for it and planned, yes. Right, exactly. And I think a lot of people also, besides taking that, will take like a an equity, right? They'll take out equity on their home. So it's not even like a new, it's just like, Hey, I already own my home. So why don't I borrow against this asset? It's my biggest asset. I have it. I own it. Why don't I borrow against for myself to do these improvements? And I think a lot of people go that direction and we would challenge you to not do that. Again, we don't want you to go into debt. Again, you're going to be spending years paying for it. And probably by the time you get paid off, you're going to need to replace it or update exactly, it again. It's exactly. just a never ending cycle. Why do you want to put your carpet, uh, roll your carpet into a 30 year mortgage and you're going to go through several sets of carpet in that 30 years. It, it doesn't make sense. D- don't do that. Please don't do that. Please. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> please don't do this to yourself. Pretty please. <laughs> oh yeah. And um, yeah, the other, you might've mentioned this, the, the other time that I think it, it does make sense to update is if, if something is broken and you want to upgrade. So like you were talking about the replace and upgrade, that is an option. It's a viable option. Um, but we need to have that conversation as a couple. We can't just rush into things. All of this involves communication on figuring out when the right time to update is. Yeah. And updating obviously is another reason, right? It's just, Hey, this is out of style. Our house looks like Graceland, Elvis's house. Like, I don't want to live in Graceland anymore. I want to live in today's day and age. So, but again, that needs to be a conversation, right? And had, and and how, how much do you update at that point in time and take it bit by bit, chunk by chunk. What are your thoughts on unfinished spaces, like unfinished basements or that is like, we have an unfinished bathroom. I'm really excited. That's actually probably going to be one of our next big projects. Um, yeah, our house has an extra bathroom that was kind of all set up, but like not finished. And I think that's, I think that's a really good use. Again, like we talked about, that's one of a good return on investment is having more space. So if you can create more usable space for us, I think it'd be great because it'd be another bathroom for our guests and we have, you know, we're on the lake. So people come in and use the bathroom. So I think I'm uh, really excited to, to do that, to use finished unfinished space. Yeah. I, I think it's a great option for us. I'm excited about it too. Um, this is one thing we actually agree needs to be done. So it's going to happen. You heard that. You heard that podcasters or audience. So I'm holding them to it. We'll report back. And then I think another one is, you know, making your space more usable. I think as you're, as you go along life, you know, your family and your needs are going to change, right? So when your kids are little, maybe you need another bedroom or a bathroom, 
Um, but maybe when your kids get older, you might want to make your basement more of a teenage hangout space or whatever. So that's another reason to make your space more usable to, to what are the needs of your family or what does your life look like? And so that's another good reason. But again, conversation, save for those projects, uh, you know, figure it out. Yeah. And if you're, if you have young kids now, you know, when they're going to be teenagers and when they're going to want to start having friends over and you're, they're going to, you're going to want to host, uh, sleepovers or whatever it might be, whatever is going on when you want to make that party room for them. So why Woo-hoo. not start planning for it now? That's right. <laughs> start saving now. for. There's for, lots of planning when you have kids. You got to save for their oh college. My gosh. You got to save for a teenage space. Sounds like a lot of work. It does. Yeah. We don't even have kids and I'm stressed out about it right now for all <laughs> oh of our goodness. listeners out there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, so w- there, th- this sounds stressful and but but there are some practical steps you can take in order to make this happen and and to pay for it. So first of all, we've talked about keep coming back to to goal setting. But um, how do how does a lifestyle that you want to live in your home fit into your goals? Figure that out. What are the what are the environments you need to make in order to live out your goals properly in your home? And then what is that going to cost? And how do you then then talk about how you fit that into your budget? And you're probably not going to agree on this, just as you've heard, Heather and I don't always agree. <laughs> uh, but it's okay to not agree on things, but to still find compromise where you're giving giving someone what they want. Maybe maybe the focus is all on your spouse for a couple of years, but then hopefully that comes back to to where you want some funding to go. Um, I don't know. See our compromise episode. We, we talked a little yeah. bit about this before. Yeah, I think this is going to really need to be a continued conversation. Because if you couldn't tell by my little exercise at the beginning, David pretty much views everything as an improvement. And as he mentioned, he doesn't enjoy spending money on it. And so my like list is forever long. So like you and your spouse are probably not going to see the eye in the eye. So again, it goes back to what are your priorities? What are your goals? What's important to you? Listening to your spouse, hearing them out, letting them hear you out and, you know, putting a plan together and know you're not going to be able to do everything you want to do. It's just like anything in life, but hopefully you can prioritize and come to some sort of compromise. And I want to go back to your comment on everything you mentioned being an improvement so a few things that I would say are maintenance that would fall under just maintenance would be anything that's just straight up broken, right? I mean, leaky windows, a leaky roof, or a roof that is cracking and is about ready to go, or gutters that are falling off the house, or I don't know, it, you know... It, there are things that that break on houses, a door falling off its hinges, that kind of thing, or cracked, or I don't right. know what. So you're saying that's the only stuff that you want to spend money on? Well, I'm saying Broken that. Stuff. I'm, no, I'm saying those are the only things that would be considered maintenance versus home improvements. Got it. <laughs> we'll agree to disagree, but. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So. So back to back to practical steps. So you have this list of what you want, what you what you want, what you want to execute against, and make sure that you're you're funding that work throughout the year. Um, it's a part of your budget. You have put a line item in your budget that even even if you don't know what that's going towards, 
Um, and you're, if you're the kind of person that's tempted to take out a loan for these types of things, just start a fund would be my recommendation, just so that you have something sitting off to the side. Um, generally, Heather and I have an idea of what, what the next thing is that we're doing. So we we have funds set aside or identified to go towards that next thing as a result of that. But even if you if you know that someday you're going to want to do something, start putting some money aside for it. That don't get caught off guard. It, anyway, okay, that's all I have to say about that. Very practical <laughs> steps. So we want you to continue the conversation at home. So ha- uh, sit down with your spouse. This one might require step zero by opening a bottle of wine to discuss, but. Um, Talk about what are the next home improvements that you would like to do to your home? What is driving it? Is it the the usable, usability of the space, what your fam, what's going on with your family? Um, discuss a realistic timeline for these updates and prioritization of these items. And remember to listen to your spouse through this conversation. So, David. Heather. What do you value most about home projects, past or future, if you can see into the future? Oh, wow. Ooh. Or if you want to you jump in your DeLorean and fly to the I, future. I would, I would love that. Uh, should we, before we start this conversation, should we uh, open that bottle of wine and have That's a little a step point. zero? Let's go get that. When, when are we having a, <laughs> a, a wine podcast? When are we going to be drinking wine while we record? What do you mean when? They all are that way. <laughs> Can't you tell? Uh, No. So um, what do I value most about home projects? So it might have come out. You might have already gotten a (laughs) feeling for this already through our conversation today. But I value value function and time savings, really, in in home improvements. So... um, Boring. Oh, my goodness. I'm I'm a practical guy. I know you are. Come on. That's why I love you. So, like... I mentioned the driveway apron. That is that was a very practical. It it made my life better, and I like improvements that make my life better, make it easier. I wasn't having to move cars anymore. Oh my gosh, thank goodness that made my life so better. We the you mentioned the composite decking. That's also towards the top of my list. I hate staining the deck, having to do that every year or every other year, and composite decking removed that from from my to-do list and it stays beautiful so love that and and then of course just anything anything that's broken so um (laughs) you said home projects i don't think you said home improvement projects that's true so anything that is um anything that's broken i value fixing it because i just hate having broken stuff around that's Um, good to know yeah if i need something replaced i'll just break it Oh, in the future. Good idea. Heather, that is not a very good strategy. <laughs> That's a good way to get me. It's a good strategy to get me a- angry. Uh, but yeah, I don't value appearances nearly as much as you do, I, I'm guessing. So what, what would you say? What, what are your um, most valued aspects of home? So projects? I value all of it. <laughs> all of the reasons we talked about. Um, yes. No, I do. I want to make sure that things are maintained up to date. The space that we use is what we want it. That is why my list, home improvement list is forever long and you've never really seen it. Um, I do try to pace you with it. Um, but as you can tell, we've done a lot of projects because I know what your desire is. So I'm able to focus on, hey, let's do one of these that David wants to do. Um, so that's why I think about how to prioritize the projects when I pitch those ideas to you. 
So example, right now I'm trying to pitch the garage because I know you're really excited and I'll make you really happy. So it's like, okay, we do a project for David, (laughs) then we can do something that looks like it's for me. So anyway, that's a little strategic hint there for those of you spenders out there. (laughs) I I see your strategy here. You're pretty sly about this. Yeah, close your ears on that. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much for the conversation today. Um, I really enjoyed it, and I think we we would both actually, both of us, Heather and I, would That's love right. would love to hear from you, listeners. I want to hear too. <laughs> Good, bad, and ugly. Tell tell Bring us how on. your conversations around money have been going, listeners. We would love to hear them. Um, and uh, feel free to reach out, um, send us an email, send us an Instagram message. Let us know uh, what your questions about money are, so we can feature them on a future episode. Uh, you can email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us at marriage.and.money. Thanks again for joining us this week. And remember that whether you're a spender or a saver, your best financial life lies somewhere in the middle.